Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Watercooler Podcast. It's episode 48, and we are continuing our faded and furious extravaganza where we're watching all Fast and Furious movies and joining me along the, along the ride, as always, Natalie from Stoned and Social. How are you doing today, Natalie? Riding shotgun as always, Marley. <laughs> Uh, no, I've, I say this every single time, but I look forward to recording with you about these movies like all the time. It's obsessive. I, it's borderline obsessive for me. It's it's obsessive. I love this franchise so much. I'll repeat over and over again. And I'm so glad that like I met you just because I don't have anyone else to talk passionately about these nope. movies with. Everyone me just, either. There's like a lot of like since we've been doing this series, there's a lot of salt. Like towards mm, like mm-hmm. this franchise, like you you talk about like the friends that you hang out with like on a regular basis. They say they just won't watch it, which is they just won't watch it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I don't understand. Just because Fur- the Furious Seven, the featured movie that we'll be talking about today, is just absolutely batshit crazy. <laughs> it is that's the best way to describe it. But you want to know what else is batshit crazy? Oh gosh. What? Nicolas Cage. Yes. Yes. Uh, So, Natalie, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to post this in chat. And I want you to click that link. Oh, I'm pretty sure we are the same person. We we know weird Nick Cage news right now, don't we? Yes. We have some very weird Nick Cage news (laughs) right now. But go ahead and click that link and just tell the listeners, like, what you're experiencing. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is what I was going to tell you about. This is how See, I know we're on you're the same real. I know. <laughs> this is how I know you're, an, you're a true Nick Cage fan because this came out hours ago. Like, this is, this is like I told you last time. This is hot off the press. Um, wow. I don't even know how to describe it to the listeners. <laughs> It's Nick Cage if he was homeless and lived in the woods and was a mushroom forger. Um, and he's lost his pig. <laughs> <laughs> his long lost pig. I want to know if this movie, this movie is called Pig, by the way. Mm-hmm. And then the trailer, he actually, he, Nick Cage says, I got to find my truffle pig. <laughs> and yes. I'm like, okay, whoever wrote that line of dialogue. Um, nope. Yeah, <laughs> a truffle pig is a you know it's his fancy pig. You know, a truffle hog is is any kind of domesticated pig that you use to go find fruit, or in Nick Cage's case in this movie, mushrooms. Right. I I think the best description that I got from this, from what I read online, is people calling this Nicholas. This is Nicholas Cage's John Wick, except he replaced yes. the dog with the pig. I recognize that immediately. You and I have touched on this briefly. I won't. I haven't. Not not that I won't. I haven't watched the John Wick series because I'm worried I'm going to get too into it. See, once we're done with this series, I I, I, have, <laughs> I think you're doing yourself a disservice. You want to expose me to it? Yeah, I'm going to expose you to the world, wonderful world of John Wick. Where I'm down for that. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's better than Fast and Furious, but it, it, it's up Different. there. I want to see them cross universes. So, are you faded on anything today at all? Oh, yeah, I'm actually faded on this the, these big Pete's cookies, uh, oh. these chocolate chip peanut butter oatmeal cookies. Uh, mm-hmm. They are delicious and nice. uh, pretty strong. Although I only had like like a little bit, but during this movie, I had a whole cookie, and I was just having. Just what well, you want to know the funny thing is, I, I was super stoned on watching Furious Seven, and mm-hmm. I got that news about Nicolas Cage. Oh, and wow. I was just like, <laughs> oh, boy. it was too much. <laughs> I almost had like a system overload a little bit. I was just like, but yeah. Uh, but will you see this movie in theaters? Pig? <laughs> no, I will not be seeing pig in the movie theaters but i'd be down to re- like review it with you oh god it looks jesus god it looks crazy so any any movie that has a pig that's been kidnapped and 
now Nick Cage must find this pig. It's it's almost like it's too ridiculous where I just can't ignore it. Yeah, I, I want since it's about a pig, I kind of want this movie to be like in the same universe as P- Babe in the Big City. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those are the only pig it. movies I actually know. Not yeah. like and Charlotte's Web too. Uh, maybe maybe that there's a multiverse there's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> Pig multiverse. <laughs> Pigiverse. I have a feeling that Nick Cage's pig is going to fuck these other pigs up. I can tell you that right now. Oh, I don't I know anything you... about it, but like, no. I thought you were going to go full UK. Where you're like, I thought Nick Cage was going to no, fuck a pig in this. No, no. I think Nick Cage is edgy, but I don't think he's there yet. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio f- fucked a bear in that one movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you never know, Nick Cage would be like, "Hey, you know what? You can fuck a bear. I can fuck a pig." <laughs> I did hear that the the director um of the movie Michael Cernowski said, like in you know he said a lot about working with Nick Cage, but the thing I took away is that he said in one sentence that it's a fucking joy working with him. That- I, I know, love. I, I just I, love that. I, I love that too. I love it like when actors are actually good to work with, just because mm-hmm. actors normally aren't good to work with. No, no, no offense, but no, because I know you. Is different. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just wanted to share you, share that with you. I figured you enjoy it. Uh, Thank I, you. I, I know did. you said you're not going to see it, but you're going to be first in line on day one, just waiting, <laughs> just seeing what Nick Cage does with this pig. Yes. But let's go ahead and move on and talk about Furious 7. Dominic Terrell, you don't know me. You're about to. Looks like the sons of London have followed us home. Remember Owen Shaw? This is Big Bad Brother. We're being hunted. One last ride. That was from the trailer from Furious 7. Furious 7 was released in 2015 and was directed by James Wan, not Justin Lin this time. It was his first go around with the Fast franchise. And it, it stars... We we teased this on the last episode on your <laughs> podcast, but mm-hmm. I w- it stars and also brings in a newcomer, someone that was in probably some of the best action action movies like around. Jason mm-hmm. Statham, he plays Deckard Shaw. He's the younger brother of Owen Shaw, right? I believe he's the younger brother. Yeah, they look about the same age, but <laughs> but, but but yeah, they're brothers. They're, they're brothers. So mm-hmm. Deckard is super pissed off that he that basically his brother is crippled, and it, the basically the movie starts off like with him just visiting his brother, and he's out for revenge. To boil it down, that's basically what this movie is all about. I think this freaking movie is a freaking masterpiece, but I don't want to like be too long winded. Uh, Natalie, what, what do you think of this movie? Well, give us some stats on the movie. When did this come out? How it, much did they fucking blow on it? Well, it came out in 2015, like I said, and <laughs> directed by James Wan, and Chris Morgan is back again. This is the first movie that I think that actually made over a billion dollars. And it was, correct. and they had like a $100 million budget. I love this film so much. It's, uh, I remember like when this movie was coming out and we knew that James Wan was directing and Justin Lin wasn't coming back. There was a mm-hmm. lot of haters online saying that like, oh, this is where the the series like goes to shit because the original guy, like he left and like it's not in good hands. But I'm just like, guys, James I Wan's disagree. a good director. Like yeah. he's a really talented guy. And I'm like, I- I'm just yeah. so happy the way this turned out. But everything about this movie was for me pretty perfect i didn't want to say this last episode but i'm relatively certain furious 7 is my favorite of the series and it's just like you said it is packed full of everything it needs to and 
all the things you didn't know that you wanted. Yes. I can understand like the one, the, the haters like around this film, like the, mm-hmm. the original people that probably came to this for the cars, why mm-hmm. this film probably disappoints. But if you're not like into it already, it's like this, mo- this movie is full anime. Like it's totally, it might oh, as well yeah. just be like a, like a Japanese anime. Cause like the character, what the characters do in this movie is just absolutely like it's, it's batshit insane. <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And I think part of why it's ridiculous is because Jason Statham's in it, <laughs> who I think little known fact, Jason, Jason Statham used to be a, he is like a certified deep sea scuba diver. And so I think he's in it. You know, we've got Vin in it. We've got The Rock back. And it's just, you can't have these three action stars and not experience an explosion like this. Right. Like, you're forgetting Ronda Rousey? Ronda Rousey makes makes an appearance, like, halfway through this film? Um, I didn't forget to name her. I didn't forget that. Yeah. Like, (laughs) you just, you basically just have, like, this franchise is just turned into just, like, just, like, wrestling the movie. Like, you just have, like, all these really famous wrestlers, and they're just doing what they do best. And... Mm And freaking Tony Jaw too in this film. It, it, oh my god, Tony fucking Jaw. When you reminded me that he was in this, because I wasn't sure if it was seven or eight that had that was this. I'm I'm such a fan now where the movies kind of blend together. I can tell you the whole damn story, but you asked me which movie. I'm like um. And so when you told me that he was in it you reminded me i was so excited i am a huge martial arts movies fan i love ung bak i've seen it so many times and he's a little underutilized in this movie though yeah he's he's a little muted like he's not Mm -hmm. he's not the main bad guy but he's kind of like the sidekick which is a little weird that someone as famous and popular as tony jaw like why do you put a push him to the side why Mm -hmm. isn't he like the main baddie but I yeah. think what they use him for, like, it's per- it, he's perfectly serviceable. And, like, he does his oh, job. Yeah. It's like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, if if you're making a movie and you have Tony John in it and he's not kicking anyone in the face, then I, I don't want <laughs> any part of it. And he does plenty of that, like, in this film. Like, he's so good in it. Um, so... I know, I know that we, we have so much to say. Both of us have so much to say about this movie. This is a movie that I think it's really important that you and I try to talk about this chronologically because mm-hmm. there's so much in this movie. And like you said, it starts with revenge mm-hmm. and Letty still doesn't have her memory back, which is kind of weird. To- then they, One thing I'd like to mention about that is like she doesn't have her memory back, but she could still drive a car just fine. Mm -hmm, It's like she mm -hmm. can she like like this movie starts with like you like you said revenge, which it starts with a beautiful opening shot, a beautiful one take opening shot of of Jason Statham just walking through a hospital as it's like getting ready to explode. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like I remember watching this in the theaters, like when this came out, and I was just like I I just was like thinking, just like, know what, James Wan, I fucking love you so much. Just like, it's so, this is such a beautiful film. It's amazing. I saw this in IMAX when it came out, and I remember being like the opening scene made me so grateful that I had decided to go IMAX with it. This was released, I think, across 810 IMAX theaters, and it was the world's largest worldwide rollout for any movie in IMAX's history. And so that's part of why they were able to gross that much money with this because Mm -hmm. it was, it was an IMAX. And so it took out, it did this in, it did this in less than three weeks. It broke the record that was set by Avatar, that was set by the Avengers, that was set by Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows part two. And so for people who just can't get with Fast and Furious, I understand, but you must respect it. Like it is, it sits among some of the greatest movies that we've seen. I'm sorry. Yes. Like, I can't repeat that enough. Like what you just said, I think I know. I love that. You said that furious seven is your favorite out of all of them. I think fast five for me is still up there, but like this movie just, uh, just went, went big and it went home. Like it hit, it hit it totally out of the park. But like, what were you going to say about like Michelle Rodriguez? Like, (laughs) 
I, I just think it's dumb that she doesn't have her memory at the, at the beginning of the movie. And then, you know, they, they go back to this fucking race wars again, mm-hmm. which they say is their invention, which we never heard that before. <laughs> and she races, has a fucking conniption. And in that moment, I was like, Letty, you're such a drama queen. Mm-hmm. You're such a drama queen, like such a drama queen. I think I love that scene, like watching it a second time now is because... Mm-hmm. It's basically James Wan saying, like, this is where the franchise started. Like, this is how far we've come. Like, the beginning was just him showing, like, this is James Wan. Like, this is how I'm going to shoot this movie. And then mm-hmm. the Letty scene is basically James Wan saying, like, hey, this movie started off with race wars. And now, like, <laughs> after that, we're just going to go balls to the wall and just go, like, just just, just blow your it. minds. <laughs> just do it. Speaking yeah. of race wars, did you see that little cameo during the race wars? I had to Google it to make sure I was right. Oh, is it, s- the, the, it was the first dude, right? Like the first like l- like Mexican dude or whatever. I forget his name. Like I actually met him at a film festival. Hector? But, are you talking about Hector? Yeah, Hector. Yeah. No, it was not Hector. It's actually Iggy fucking Azalea is in this. What the fuck? <laughs> And she has one line. She says something to Letty. She's like, oh, you're the girl I've been hearing so much about. And that's it. And, like, I paused it and I was like, Iggy? And, like, I Googled it. It's definitely her. It's kind of like when they had Rita Ora in the last one. Um, right. You know, it was no one gave a shit. But I, I was like, wow, they'll just, like, anyone can be in these movies. Well, she, she was kind of, like, 2015, she was, like, the it girl right around this time. Like, she just had, guess. like, that- like what was that song that she had? I can't remember. <laughs> cheap. Yeah, exactly. That's that's exactly what I mean. Iggy was very very short lived. I was just surprised to see her in it. That's all. I was just like, whoa, okay. I guess I guess right. so. I yeah. Realize it. But <laughs> yeah. So basically, like it starts with uh, it starts with that scene with uh, mm-hmm. Letty has like a little conniption fit and basically hits Hector, which I th- I love that they just showed. Uh, chose to like hit him out of all the people <laughs> it's like yeah. poor Hector it's like he's such a Can't catch like, right. like I mentioned that I did meet him at a film festival he's the nicest mm-hmm. dude totally mm-hmm. nicest dude and then you, you, we get introduced to Paul Walker bless his soul, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bless uh, his soul. I love his introduction scene in this movie because I like that it's totally serious <laughs> about him like going fast and then it <laughs> cuts to him in a minivan it's it's so funny i i thought that was funny yeah like this movie is like littered all over with with like comedic scenes and comedic moments Mm -hmm. like that and it's Mm -hmm. it's done so well it's not like it's too slapstick but it's like it's this is this is brian like he's a dad now he's not he's he's not doing this shit anymore (laughs) he is so not doing it anymore and I think, again, I said this last time and I'll keep saying it, you know, we, we really get to see him blossom as an actor as these, as these films go on. He's not as stiff in this movie as earlier movies. Like, I feel like he, I really believe him as Brian O'Connor. Like, yeah. I really do. I believe that, like, it, it was the fifth one I started seeing him blossom as an actor, but, Six and seven, I really started to just love his character, like even more, mm-hmm. and love Paul Walker. And it's a shame, bless his soul, that his soul. that he's just not—he's just not with us anymore. Because I, I, I honestly know. feel like, like the movies, like later on, like it, like he he would have been like on like the rock level, just because what yeah. he does in this film, it's like he's like he's a full in action star. He is. And we get a little taste of it at the beginning of, you know, the very first Fast and Furious movie. You see it, but he, you know, the stunts are, the stunts are laughable in that movie compared to the things that he's doing in this movie. And actually compared to what they're all doing in this movie, um, the, you know, everything's kind of leading up to the crescendo and then the Fast and Furious house, you know, where their family is gets fucking blown up. Why does Jason Statham, a.k.a. Deckard Shaw, terrible name again, <laughs> terrible name. Not the worst names, but it's no, still but What about weird. Mr. Nobody? 
like Mr. Nobody. That just sounds like it was just thrown like but it, on the script. It's just like let's just stamp this. It's like it. yeah. <laughs> But uh, why does why does he love explosions so much? That's kind of that was my. I have a couple of complaints about this movie. One of them is there's too many explosions. One blasphemy. Two, <laughs> how can you not like? How can you not have too many explosions? If Michael Bay can have like a fucking conniption, Fuck Michael thing, Bay. <laughs> I think James Wan he can put explosions in his movies as long as they look good and they look good in this. It, like, they do. Yeah. They do. But you say, you mentioned that Deckard Shaw, the more I say that name, it's just, it just yeah, sounds so dumb. No, no. But <laughs> you said that they blow up, like, their house, like, 1312, like, the, mm-hmm. the, the famous house. That box that's sitting on the porch, if it was my house and I saw that box with, like, Chinese, Japanese, yeah. like, writing on it, I'm like, hmm, What's this, this seems like, <laughs> this What's seems this like shit? something I should probably avoid. The that explosion really pissed me off, and it made me. Maybe that's why I have a problem with the explosions in this movie. That first one, like the hospital one, was insane, and I was like, "All right, so basically, we're watching him be transporter in this." Mm-hmm. And then this one, because no, you don't do an explosion in suburbia. Like you can hurt him, you can hurt his wife, you can hurt his crew don't not the kids come on deckard shawl not not where the kids live well that's that's what makes him so badass and so evil yeah. he just he doesn't care about anyone's feelings like he, he just no like he's so pissed off that his brother is crippled like he's still alive like that explosion mm-hmm. would have killed everyone yeah like yeah. he still has his brother he's just he just won't be able to walk he just burned up yeah right i think you had a little bit more of a crazy reaction than than i did i had more of like uh like that kid is traumatized forever mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. like seeing your dad just like close the door and then get crushed against the freaking minivan window i'm like yeah that kid needs therapy for the rest of his life oh he absolutely will he absolutely will are you gonna reveal the secret that we find out that that Vin and his sister talk about in this before the explosion. Oh, uh, basically the entire MacGuffin that mo- content- that moves this story along. That <gasps> that Mia is pregnant with another child. Like mm-hmm. like Brian and Mia, they're just fucking at this point. It's like fucking I, I, get on birth control, Mia. It, exactly. It's like you know what Brian does for a living. He's a cop. People want him dead. Like, why would you in- yes. increase your family? It, it, just I understand you two are very attractive people, but <laughs> you gotta have self control. But you do. That just like when she said she was pregnant, I, I was like mad. my little fucked up mind was just like, no, they're like how that's not shocking at all because they're just probably going at it like little bunny rabbits just because they're yeah. like, Oh, you're so beautiful. Uh. And they're millionaires now. They're they should still be they should still be millionaires between the Two of them. I don't know if Mia was involved in that, but Paul, bless his soul, he should have a good chunk of that eleven million from that heist they did. Still, right. Well, maybe he's putting that into the <laughs> college fund for his child, because especially since his child is traumatized from him almost getting killed. But I think <laughs> so. Let's- I I I thought that was pretty cliche with the reveal mm-hmm. about her being pregnant, but I thought it was actually a pretty brilliant MacGuffin too because. Like if Brian knew about it before, like there's no way that they're you're, he wouldn't have done that. He would he would be jumping from bus to bus and like <laughs> doing all these crazy jumping out of a fucking airplane in a yeah. car. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That wouldn't have been believable. But no. I, I understand why they had to do that. But mm-hmm. it's very cliche and just yeah. So just let's dumb. talk about. Mr. She is. I agree. Let's talk about Mr. Nobody because uh, yeah, uh, I can talk about him for because fucking this Russell is having such a fucking blast in this movie. Like just seeing him so like he is so happy in this movie. Mm-hmm. Like every mm-hmm. scene that he was in, he was like he was playing off of Tyrese. He was like joking oh, yeah. around. I fucking love, there's so many good lines in this movie about. So many. About, with the, uh, Kurt Russell and, and Tyrese. 
I love when Kurt Russell's like going over to the Vin Diesel and he says, "Hey, I'm really impressed with with uh, <laughs> that you're able to do this with this team." <laughs> yeah, so, like, so wow. much shade, so much shade. <laughs> That's just right after Tyrese goes into his little mini rant about how he wants to be involved in more decisions and in charge. And then he's like, well, I mean, not right now, but at some point, that's what I want. I I took Kurt Russell as Mr. Nobody to kind of be like a Nick Fury in this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like this movie definitely has like comic book and like Avenger vibes. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's totally got like that. Like the big baddie, like the group forming together and trying to take down like the big baddie. It's like, yeah, Kurt Russell, like he's delightful in everything that he's in, but he's yes, he's so good. Yes. I just, it's just very sad that like in a movie about cars, you can't get Kurt Russell behind the wheel in anything. I know, but, I know. But, I mean, speaking of cars, let's <laughs> let's not forget after. Mr. Nobody, again, I love how this movie just cannot find anyone except this crew to do so much of what seems really important for the entire world. But they're like, yeah, you guys, we need you guys. They drop their fucking cars out of airplanes with parachutes backwards. Yeah. I remember watching this in the theaters. Mm -hmm. Uh, At this point, like, if if someone like uh, that I'm watching this movie with, they're like saying like, "Oh, this is this is not realistic." I just like I want to punch them in the face because it's like if you're not on board with this movie by the time you get to that scene, like it that you're a lost cause. It's like you are there. Like that scene is so wonderful. Like in the air, and once they get on gra- on the ground, where like they're going super fast, they they uh, like out of out of the plane, and then they eject the parachutes and they just like gently glide down and get on the road. And I'm just like, I'm like, (sighs) it's so as a fan. I, I'm, I hear you, but like this, I remember seeing this in the movie theater and I was kind of like, Oh, come on. Like I was very, I was very much not about this. I love that they had to make, Tyrese get off of the plane with his car because he was like, nah, I changed my mind because that was totally me when I went skydiving. I got tricked into doing it and I was the same way. I got up there and I'm terrified of heights and I was like, you know what? I changed my mind, guys. And everyone was like, no, 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 you can't change your mind, Nat. Sorry. And like, they basically just pushed me out. Oh, shit. That's, you gotta that's do it. just, that's just crazy. I, I've never gone skydiving before, but. There's something about, like, I can't even imagine what you were going through at that point. Because I was terrified. It sounds like it would be pretty easy. But, like, once you get up there and you look down and you're just, like... And especially, like, when you're Tyrese and you're just in a car. (laughs) Yeah. It's, like, that car is, like, it's... They were... When they jumped out, (laughs) like, in the cars, like, those cars were going down pretty smooth. Like, I think if that were real life... That car would be spinning. That would be tumbling. Like, he's oh, probably yeah. unconscious. It's like... We can't question the physics too much because we know it doesn't... Our brains would just break at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this but. is... Is this when they... Is this when they... No, this isn't... Yeah, okay. So after they drop out of these cars onto this road, they are immediately ambushed by Deckard Shaw and his people and, and Tony Jaw. And this is where my favorite scene that I think is in almost any action movie and especially in this series happens. It's when... Brian, Paul Walker, bless his soul, is on that bus that's about to hang off of the edge of the cliff. Oh, my God. In the theater, everyone was like, oh, like, it was great. It was, I love that scene so much. When when he runs up the bus and jumps mm-hmm. from the cliff mm-hmm. and Letty, like, <laughs> Tokyo drifts her way towards the cliff <laughs> and basically <laughs> catches Brian with the car. I remember watching that in the theaters and I jumped up and just started applauding. (laughs) Yes, I did too. I did too. I did too. There were other people who did. I'm glad you did too. I was just, it was, it was amazing. And she's, she says so casually, she's like, you okay? (laughs) She's like, you good? (laughs) And he's like, yeah. And it's, it is just a great, it's a great scene. It was shot really amazing. Um, 
I just, I really liked that scene so much. It was, it was super ridiculous, super unprepared, but it didn't look cheesy. I don't think it looks cheesy in the way they did it. No, it, it definitely was shot incredibly well. We keep saying that, like, like this, the cinematography is just beautiful in this film and whoever color graded this film too, just the way Mm. this film looks like the color, like just like the colors of like the bad guys and just like the way this movie pops. Like whoever color graded this film, like I honestly like they they needed like an Oscar. It's really sad that this movie wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Just I know a lot of people are probably going to be <laughs> like they're, they're saying like why are you talking so great about this film? Like like this is not an Oscar like award winning like film, but it's like it is. Yeah, it totally it is. is. It's like you it's, don't get to be this. This you don't get to be nine movies over the course of we're looking at almost twenty years now. If they're not doing something right, yeah. But yeah, um, that was probably uh, one of my favorite scenes too with Paul Walker and the bus. But another one of my favorite <laughs> scenes is when Vin Diesel meets Deckard Shaw for the first time. <laughs> and he chases him down underneath that underpass. And oh, by yeah. the way, really well lit, really well lit. And Amazing they turn underpass. their cars around to face each other oh, and God. basically have an anime type duel and just ram their cars <laughs> just right into <laughs> each other. I'm but like, no one dies. No, yeah, no one dies. That's another, that's mm-hmm. another thing. Not but. even a scratch. No one's yeah. even hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I just love that just because that's that's when I was just like, this is full anime because it's like yeah. just the, the way everything was set up. I'm just like, mm-hmm. this this is just mm-hmm. lovely. And just Vin Diesel's just like, hey, we fight in the streets. And I'm just yeah. like, <laughs> so dumb. He's like, he's like, yeah, we need to do that. I, I do want to just give a moment of silence for han's funeral in this movie yes it was very well done i you know i i felt that i liked seeing as as silly over the top action-packed just out of this world these movies can get they will bring you back down to earth like i liked how the funeral scene for han was done yeah i really like how that was done too like it it wasn't too long but Mm-mm. it was totally respectful like it was, it, it didn't overstay its welcome, but it was totally respectful towards Han. Just, well, and I love that they brought back the Tokyo Drift. Like people, I like did too. they actually bring him back, or do you think that was like footage from Tokyo Drift that they just cut? The thing is, I think because I was, I immediately had that thought when I saw it. I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure they brought him back because he looks slightly older when him and Dom are talking. Um, and I do think that Han would have really liked that his funeral kind of got crashed with a high speed car race to like go get his possible killer. Yeah, exactly. They wouldn't want to like, there's no, no, no grieving for long. Like with, Mm -mm. with hashtag family, like Mm -hmm, you gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta get revenge because Deckard Shaw is an asshole, which we'll get it. We'll, we'll get into that in the next episode, but (laughs) because I have issues with Deckard Shaw, but I don't want to spoil it, but so they go from California. Okay. And then they go to Tokyo and then they go, do they come back to, no, they go to Abu Dhabi next, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is when, this is, this is when Mr. Nobody brings up about the God's Eye, which, God's to, Eye. which plays like an important Huge. part in the next few Huge films role. and also introduces like one of the, I, I would say she's a good character. I I, I think like she's a, uh, uh, this introduces Ramsey, and I forget. Oh, I love like, Elena. Yes. Hmm? I love her. I love yeah. Elena. She's so, yeah. Yeah, Elena is really great in this film. Like, I like, like, her reveal, like, when she was on that bus, and they're, they're, they're hijacking, trying to take her away, which is mm-hmm. also problems. Uh, <laughs> just, just so many problems there, but we won't go there. <laughs> but so, so uh, many what do you yeah. think about the the abu dhabi stuff because i i mean i love i love the long panoramic shots of the deserts i loved i love tyrese's humor when he gets there i did this this kind of spurred me because we've been talking about booties in the movies and so i did a little booty count this movie because they were everywhere booties were just flying about at every party 
classier than some of the other movies. So I count it 17 like up close booty shots like, where like, like you can see booty cheeks. cheeks where you see yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. cheeks. <laughs> that's that's a lot of booty. Like that's a lot of booty. Yeah, but not pirate booty. But but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there. I think like I said, like that's why I brought up like Race Wars. That's James Wan just mm-hmm. saying like, hey, this is where this franchise is, and this is where it's going. Crazy, over the top, jumping from building to building. Oh my God, <laughs> Vin, Vin and Paul drive a car from an Abu Dhabi billionaire prince's penthouse suite through the through the suite out Survive. of the building. Yeah, crash through that building, drive through another building, realize, oh shit, we don't have brakes. Keep driving, and the car goes through a third fucking building. It, this is absolutely insane. Like I like I love the little comedic bits, like during that, like where mm-hmm. they go through the second building and and Dom says like no breaks, and like mm-hmm. they pass the dude that's like with the, that's cleaning the floors, and yeah. it's just like he's the, just like, the music, what? the audio just cuts, and it's just the dude just like it's just him. <laughs> yeah, I just I love that so much, and then just yeah. crashing through like the dinner party, and everyone's just screaming. Mm-hmm. Somehow not killing anyone. I don't. Well, they probably did kill at least someone. But yeah, they they've killed some people with this. I I love the again for me the movies started about the cars and that's what drew me and the cars and the the fast shit that was happening the thrilling scenes. I don't think this is what Mia met when she told Vin to bring Paul blesses back home i don't think she meant to do this but i looked up this car because they were like it cost 3.4 million dollars there's only seven in the world and somehow this car weighs over three thousand pounds and i just don't know how vin is able to hold up a lycan hyper sport which is a lebanese limited production sports car okay Mm-hmm. For so long, <laughs> while Paul Walker, bless his soul, is under the fucking car. So you're you're telling me Vin Diesel can lift three thousand pounds? Just that, boom. That was no ridiculous. Like when that <laughs> happened, I love the Paul Walker like back and forth between him and Dom, where mm-hmm. he 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 lift, Vin Diesel lifts it up, and <laughs> Paul's just like, "You got this." And he's like. <laughs> He's like, go ahead. Right. <laughs> I, this is what I like about the movie. You mentioned it, but I feel like with the series, you can really see genuine off-screen friendships, rapport, and kind of just a, a energy about, you can tell these people enjoy working together and doing this, and it, it plays really well on screen. Yeah. Uh, well, t- t- since you brought that up, I think we should address the elephant in the room a little bit. Uh, that you can see a lot of the friendships forming like off, off, mm-hmm. uh, off screen. Uh, but you can also see rivalries born because if, <laughs> if you haven't noticed, if you didn't notice while watching this film, The Rock and Vin Diesel mm. are totally separated. Like mm-hmm. the like The Rock is practically practically taken out. Like he it saves his partner after falling after getting in a fight with Deckard Shaw, which as Probably one of the better fight scenes in like the entire franchise. I think it's like that f- yeah. fight scene between Deckard and Luke Hobbs uh, is is really wonderful, and and I like that The Rock can fall like three or four stories. Oh my and god! Saving his and partner, live. but Vin Diesel can can jump a car and land it in a bunch of trees and walk out of the car with no fucking scrapes. So, I. I get you. I'm yeah, with you there. But as I was saying, like, <laughs> Vin Diesel and The Rock, if you are living underneath The Rock, they, there is a feud going on. And you could totally tell in this movie because they're, they're, they're just not on screen with each other. No, they don't have many scenes together. I, and I'm sorry, I think earlier you were talking about Ramsey. I was talking about Elena. And mm-hmm. I think Ramsey's, um, Ramsey is Ramsey in this movie, but when did Elena get hot? She like cut her hair in a pixie cut and she's blonde. And, but I wonder if her and The Rock are to, supposed to be together in this movie because he risked his life to save her when he falls. What is it? Four, five yeah, stories? Yeah, it's about four stories. 
<laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I think that the movie apparently wants us to think that there is like a will they or won't they like type. Mm. But the Rock isn't on screen long enough, and she isn't on screen long enough to even build that. Nope. So it's like I don't. I don't know what what's going on there, but. I love Do you that. feel like that hurt the movie not having the rock and, and Vin have the scenes? Cause they had, a, they were, they had a lot of scenes together in the first movie that the rock was introduced in. And here you're right. They're not on screen very much. I immediately noticed it. I think part of it may also be because the rock had just got finished filming Hercules. And so I don't know if his time wasn't available to film as many scenes, but do you feel like that hurt this movie a little bit? I think that the the writers wrote around it pretty well. Mm-hmm. That they basically they love that the the rock is just like bed <laughs> bedridden and just like <laughs> eating Jello and a turkey sandwich, yeah. mm-hmm. and he's just out for like most of the movie. And Vin Diesel is like trying to get revenge on him, pretty much. And yeah, uh, I I don't think it hurts it, especially like towards the end when. Should I reveal this? Go this for wonderful it. Scene. Yes. <laughs> this wonderful scene. This wonderful scene. Just says, "Daddy's gotta go to work to his daughter." That's- oh God! No, he doesn't rip it off. He flexes yes, his yeah, arm. Fle- flexes his arm and then rips off the rest. And I'm just like, <laughs> I was just like, oh, this is wonderful. And it's just this like- is wonderful. And then he drives an ambulance. By the way, he yes. then does all that to like high speed chase in an ambulance. I think we're forgetting a really important person in this movie who is like the double bad guy in this because it's not only Deckard Shaw after them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're trying to get Ramsey because she's encrypted some sort of hacker stuff on this disc that they want. And we also encounter um Dijman, I think his name Hansu? is Hansu, uh huh, yeah, mm-hmm. and he's he's. I like him as a bad guy. He didn't get a lot of lines, but I liked him as a bad guy. Yeah, he, yeah, he he was more of like the sidekick to Deckard because mm-hmm. like he's pretty evil, but like he doesn't like you say he doesn't get a lot of lines. He's just kind of there, like with a mean scowl and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like flying a helicopter. And we'll get to that later. What happens to that helicopter? <laughs> um, <laughs> This movie is just so batshit insane. There's so much shit that happens in this. It's like, I like watching the stoned was just. It was very hard. It's because I was just. I didn't want to get too stoned. I I was very stoned. So (laughs) uh, it was all getting you. Yeah, it was the there was so there were so many emotions, and also like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast. Mm-hmm. That Nicolas Cage news came out. I'm just like, uh, no, it was overload. This is not yeah. my. This is not my day. <laughs> no. And so you were talking about all the crazy stunts and scenes and and whatever. You know, there were four like over th- like I think it was like over 300 cars were used during the production of this movie. 40 of those vehicles were heavily damaged during the filming of that mountain scene where where the bus goes off of the cliff. Mm-hmm. And because there were so many stunts in this, and you would you would think, because we've seen a lot of CGI, only 10% of the graphics in this movie were CGI. They said it took about 3,500 actual man days to complete the stunts of this film because the stunt drivers were under Joel Kramer's kind of supervision. And he was like, you know what? We're not going to go over 50 miles an hour for safety reasons for this. They've got an Ashton Martin in this movie. They've got Audis, Bugattis. They've got, of course they're back on the Dodges, the Wranglers, Maserati. Like this movie had so much car porn, if that's for you. Yeah. Which like, that's like when I say like to those people that say this, these movies aren't about car porn. Like, what mm-hmm. you just described, like, that <laughs> kind of proves them all wrong. Because they use so many cars in this. They use so many cars. Yeah. Yeah. Th- there's just so much to say, like, about there this. Is. But, there um, is. They, it's like, it's yeah, we're, we're But we're reaching right around that time, especially, like, on your show, Natalie, mm-hmm. when we mm-hmm. probably should be doing a munchie of the week. Oh, yeah. You know it. So I had a really fun time getting this munchie together. I'm going to let you hear it because it's it's got its own sound effects. So 
<laughs> I think I know it. Is, is it the jello? So it's a no. I I got a monster energy drink because monster was in here. Corona was in here. I'm trying a new flavor called chaotic because that's very fitting for this. It is just this movie is chaotic. So yeah, try this new this new chaotic energy drink. I'm a huge monster fan. What about you? What do you have? Uh, I actually have multiple things going on. Uh, I took inspiration from. The Rock being bedridden because, like, I feel sorry for The Rock because he's not much in this film very much. But if you go to my Instagram right now, that's at the Watercolor Pod. I mm-hmm. am munching down on a turkey on white sandwich yes. with an apple, and also what I'm also drinking too. Mister Nobody mentioned this multiple times. He wasn't all about Coronas. He didn't like Coronas. He actually mm-hmm. liked the Belgian white ales. So Ooh. I'm actually drinking, I don't drink beer often, but drinking a Blue Moon Belgian ale, that's what Mr. Mo- Nobody, and that's what just, that's what, <laughs> forget So it. we both did drinks. Look at us. We I are know. so in sync with these movies. Right, exactly. It's, uh, that's just, it's just lovely, uh, that, that, I, I don't, I love that, <laughs> that scene with Mr. Nobody. Where he's just like drinking a Belgian mm-hmm. ale, and Dom is just looking at him like he's crazy. I'm just like, <laughs> even after he gets shot, he's like, you know what? It's okay because I'm going to change out that Belgian keg for um for the Corona. Right. <laughs> like I love the banter. You're right. The banter between those were were amazing. I have a really so I get. I guess let's finish talking about the movie, and then I have a really big question for you that I'm. I'm just curious. Okay, um, I'm just chomping down on this. I don't have Jello very often. Uh, <laughs> that would that Jello just looked delicious. It looked. Like in the it scene. looked good. And I, I almost that, did that. I love in that scene. I forget what Dom actually says, but I love that the camera pans to He Man, mm-hmm. kind of like a perfect reference oh, to like Hulk. what the Rock is. Or I thought it's- that was He Man. No, I think it's the Hawk. I think it's I think it's Lou Ferrigno, old school the Hawk on TV. You mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, did you at least get Red Forty Jello? No, nah, what flavor did you get? It was the snack packs. It's probably- oh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just going back to my childhood. But I was gonna <laughs> make like the Jello, but mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I would need more time for that. This this energy drink is really good. It's very citrusy and so I'm I really like it a lot actually mm-hmm. surprisingly. I don't want to drink too much cuz I don't want to stay up. But like so they go so like this movie goes all over the the freaking place. Like it goes from LA to Abu Dhabi to Tokyo back to LA and this is where the crescendo of it all comes down. It turns into a fight between it's just like a good guy versus bad guy thing. But at the end of the day, it's just Vin fighting Deckard Shaw with fucking wrenches. <laughs> 17 inch wrenches. They do just beating each other with them. Yeah. Um, you know how I said full anime, uh, that describes this movie perfectly. If we didn't want to talk about this movie in any <laughs> other way, all we have to say is this movie is full anime and just cut the show. Mm-hmm. That's it. I, I lost it in the theater when that happened. When when <laughs> Dom reaches into his car and is like, hey, we fight in the streets, remember? Oh, <laughs> and yeah. And he reaches into his car and grabs out the fucking huge ass wrenches. I'm glad that you said that. That's we were we normally talk about our favorite line or worst line in the movie. Mm-hmm. I had I had a worst line and it was that. It was that scene because somehow, you know, they've got planes and and they've got tanks and ambulances and again, all these in my opinion a little bit excessive explosions. And then there's a huge crack in this in this asphalt where they're fighting on this on this parking structure, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And Vin Diesel says to Deckard Shaw, he says, thing about the streets, street fights, the street always wins. And then he like stomps on the ground and somehow that cracks the entire ground open and he falls. It's... <laughs> <laughs> what you just described is possibly the most ridiculous thing in the entire movie. <laughs> and there's... <laughs> 
I don't think it stops there either. No, it's, it doesn't. It doesn't because I mean, Dom has a little scare where he's not breathing, and Paul is trying to save his life, and then I like Letty. How Paul is like saying, like, "Hey, like, you, Letty, you you give him oxygen." And he's like, <laughs> "Like Brian didn't <laughs> want to give him mouth to mouth." No, no, he's like, "I'll do the compression. You do the mouth stuff." Like we're right. bros, but yeah, we're not we're not brosexuals. It's this like- is also <laughs> this is also when we learned that Letty and Dom actually got married back in in the Dominican Republic when they were there, I believe, or wherever they were that time. But yeah, we we learned they actually have been married for a couple of movies now. Right. Which is a, a nice little retcon that they just kind of threw in there because... <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, because I like how they used, like, old footage, like, it was almost <laughs> like the writers were, like, saying, like, hey, remember this from the old movies? And I'm like, no. <laughs> nope. <laughs> don't. <laughs> nope. Don't remember that, but thanks, guys. Right. Thanks. Well, no, this is, maybe that's what Dom was doing in Too Fast, Too Furious. Remember he wasn't in it? Mm. <laughs> oh. oh, that would have been cool if they would have done that. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, that's what I'm thinking from now on. Like, oh, that's why he wasn't there. He was getting married with well, yeah, Letty. Th- yes. I, I think I mentioned on one of those episodes, I was like, I think Dom is just probably fucking Letty at this point. Where it's like, <laughs> <laughs> I think you did say that. Yeah. So this this is also the movie where Bless his soul, Paul Walker passed away well, during no, this. No, I know, no, I know, I have about- to. It's, I know, it's super important though. Like it's yeah. super, super important, right? Because right before the filming started, you know, they were they had already filmed some things, mm-hmm. but he got, you know, he passed away unexpectedly. Bless his soul, and so they decided that they didn't want to scrap it and they decided they were going to go ahead and keep filming. And so they filmed over 300 scenes. I didn't realize so many scenes had not actually been done by Paul Walker himself. And they really tried to find a lot of people who had his physique. They had hired stand-ins and all of this his voice and features they were like okay we're going to computer generate this but then his brother Caleb and Cody Walker they both were chosen for stand-ins and so for scenes where Paul Walker's face would be visible the the film production used Weta Digital which if you watch the Lord of the Rings that's what Peter Jackson used for Gollum Mm-hmm. and um it was used also in the Planet of Apes but it's so hard to tell except that very last scene that it's not Paul. There's a lot of scenes where it actually isn't him. Even when he's putting that kid in the van, that's not him. Mm-hmm. When he's giving CPR to Dom, I believe that's not him as well. And so I think they did a really, really good job of blending that WIDA technology is amazing. Yeah. I will have to agree with you. I think they did a really good job blending it all together. And mm-hmm. I, I, as bad as that end ending is, like with, I actually thought it was really touching because I thought that because they obviously used like old Paul or a young Paul from like the earlier films. Like it was like when they pulled up, they basically just masked like his like footage like around that car, made it seem yeah. like he was driving that car. And I thought they mm-hmm. did a really good job just because it was like this is like. This is where uh, he started, and that, this is where he is now. And it's like this. I, this was perfect. I thought it was like a beautiful ending, especially with that song, the Wiz Khalifa. Uh, mm-hmm. um, what's that See guy's again. name? What's that mm-hmm. guy's the piano dude? I forget his name. Oh, Charlie who did Puth. the Wiz song with him? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's done really well, and just I I will admit, like I, I'm not afraid to say that I cried. Like I like I shed so many tears. Like especially oh my gosh. towards Thank the you. end when they're driving on that road mm. and the cars split mm. up and it splits. Oh. And I'm like, oh, oh. he's driving the white car. Oh. He's in the white shirt. I'm like, heaven. I'm like, I I feel I feel so sorry for James Wan that he can't that he didn't have he can't work with him. He couldn't he couldn't work with Paul Walker for this entire mm-hmm. film. But I mm-hmm. respect him so much for creating a beautiful, artistic, and emotional ending. 
to oh yeah Paul, to Paul Walker's career, and I love the clips that they edited together, of, like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. him and all the like a little reel of him. Yeah, uh, and then for Paul at the end, and I'm like, it was great. It was, it was great. I, I didn't. I think I didn't get my him. favorite film. I think this is my favorite I, film. It's really good. I didn't get emotional in the theater when I saw it because it was still kind of fresh. And so I was like, oh, you know, this is sweet. And people were really sad. But this time when I watched it at home, like something about it really got me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. Like, I, I'm not a person who cries at movies, uh, Titanic, all that stuff. It doesn't get to me. But this, I think it just hit me that, whoa, like these films had an important role in my life. I'd been following this since I was 18. Mm-hmm. And so I think it would just all hit, but the ending and the dedication of this film was amazing. They did a really good job and I'm so glad they didn't kill Paul Walker off. I hate when someone dies in a movie or series and they kill them off. It's like, we know they really died. Can you give them a proper send off? And this was that send off. They right. have him choosing his family over like his 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 close family right over like this crazy danger that we've seen him in hashtag family (laughs) right and so it was a great ending yeah it's it it, especially for what he went through like Mm -hmm. even if he didn't like die i feel like this would be a perfect send-off like even if he didn't die just because what he went through in this film you, you would have to think that mia would be like if she found out she would be like, "No, Dom. He's not going. He's yep. not going anywhere. Like he's mm-hmm. he's got two kids. He can't die. Like like yeah. Nope. You gotta you gotta say goodbye to your 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 best pal. Or mm-hmm. yeah. Like it, I like how they're best friends now. But like when this movie fr- franchise first started, like freaking Brian, they were enemies. Friend, yeah, they were enemies. The enemies I became it. became family. I guess family. Like, family. We're family gonna always be strong. brothers. Right. So that's awesome. Yeah. I love this movie. This yeah. is my favorite one. I think I will have to say it is my, it is my favorite. Like I love Fast 5 a lot. I think it's a great heist movie, but I think what James Wan was able to do and what was thrown at him, mm-hmm. especially with the Vin Diesel and the Rock controversy, the death of Paul Walker, the death of Paul Walker like that mm-hmm. like he like James Wan, just like I really want him to get like some, like just wonderful recognition from this, just because he's such a great director. And after directing this one, he actually got like the the Aquaman like movie. Mm-hmm. Like he, so he mm-hmm. actually is getting other roles just from making this movie. So I think that's great. So you've you've answered my question, my really important burning question. I was going to ask if you thought these movies suffered because Justin Lin wasn't in them anymore. I heard that he actually refused to return for this seventh movie because he said he disagreed with the accelerated production that the studio wanted. They wanted him to like pump this movie out. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, Nope. He's like, nah, it's too fast. You guys want me to do too like, no, I'm so furious. You want it done so fast. (laughs) I'm like, so I, I think that James Wan did an excellent, I know he's known for horror movies, but this was good. This was good for him. Yeah. He's just really good at planning out shots and just like, he's Mm -hmm. just really talented. And I will have to agree with Justin Lin, too, because I rem- remember that story coming out about Universal wanting this to be, like, an annual franchise. Because they, they, they saw the, they saw the dollar signs in their eyes. Mm-hmm. They're, like, mm-hmm. they're like, this is a billion-dollar franchise. We need to have this every single year to, like, increase our profits. Yep. And, and Justin Lin, like, I just listened to this really wonderful interview that he just did for Fast 9. And uh, it's on uh, SlashFilm.com. Uh, he talks about how he likes to do everything like realistic. He doesn't do use special effects. He wants everything mm-hmm. done in camera, and like you can totally see that in uh yeah. in five in five and six. And if you're doing this annually, you can't do most of those no, stunts like live. It's not you're enough gonna, time. You're gonna have to like green screen or like computer generate like a like a lot of the stunts. And I I respect him from step for stepping away. But yeah. uh, he is returning for Fast Nine, so I'm oh, so excited. I'm so I'm so excited. But I guess we're kind of we're approaching like the hour mark, so I guess we'll talk mm-hmm. about like the next film a little bit. Like I don't really remember much about the eighth one, and I know it wasn't directed by James Wan. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of upset that he didn't. James didn't come back. I'm just like, 
I, w- I wonder if he just couldn't handle the the rock and the Vin Diesel and rock and Vin Diesel beef. He's just like fuck this shit and the prima donnas. Yeah. yeah, the next one is the fate of the furious because why do these names need to? And it was actually directed by F. Uh, Gary Gray. So I'm excited. It's a it's a it's a black guy who's gonna who's gonna direct the eight. I think so, he, um, he directed the first one. It was going. Mm-hmm. It was the original guy. So they're bringing back. Mm-hmm. Old um, OG blood. So I'm not saying that F. Gary Gray is like a bad like director. I just wasn't so impressed with like the story from what I remember. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to like revisit it with you. But I love the title because Fate Eight. I think it's a. <laughs> I think I think it's just lovely that the, the titles yeah. are like that. But so so crazy. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we're only two movies away. From Fast oh, Nine, it's I don't want us to leave one this. movie we, now. We, we need to rate this. We oh, need to oh, rate yeah. this movie. So, what are we going to rate it? Like, should we um, do it, Jason Statham's? I feel like we have to. Uh, let me check. I'm looking at my chart. No, I'm pretty sure this needs to be a Paul Walker rating. I'm sorry. Oh, oh yeah. No, I, I'm sorry. Bless his soul. Um, mm-hmm. Bless I'm going. I'm going to rate him. Uh, I'm going to rate Furious Seven. Five bless his souls. Yep, me too. Out of five, all across the board. The only thing I didn't like about this movie was how long it was, but it's okay. I well, as well. I like that you brought that up because it is two and a half hours long. But I didn't notice the the I didn't notice the length very much. This movie moved like along like quite a bit. Oh there's, yeah, there was not yeah. a lot of like there's not a lot Daily of slow down. moments. <laughs> nope. Which so we got makes five sense. Paul Walkers. This is the highest we've rated any of the movies i know like collectively we each have favorites but so far this is the ranking for this speaks yes uh it's definitely the strongest like you've definitely convinced me like i i walked into this i remember loving it but i remember loving fast five more but i remembered how much like this how good this movie was it's so it's so good and i know it sounds like we're probably being sarcastic but we're not like this no. is this is really great. Like, We're not being sarcastic. Yeah, it's so like like <laughs> I'm totally like I don't love this franchise. Ironically, this franchise is no like no. I'm sorry. It's so it's so good. Year. It's so good. It but is. but Natalie, uh, where could people find you on the internet? So you guys know where you can find me. I run the number one cannabis podcast on the web, Stoned and Social, every Wednesday at midnight. And you can also join me over there next week where Marley and I will be diving into the fate of the Furious as we ramp up. We're so, Marley, we're so freaking close. Like I am so excited. We're so close to, to F9. I, I, I am so I excited. taste it. Like, taste it. I'm gonna be so high during that <laughs> during that premiere. Yes, let's I, do it. I'm just I'm gonna go all in. I'm so excited. A three hour Fast it. and Furious movie. Wow. I, I yeah, you got your tickets already, right? I did. I did. You've asked me every episode, and I've been like, maybe yeah. no, I did it. And I did it. You guys can follow our hashtag Faded and Furious, but we both have tickets. Now. Yeah, we both have tickets. But what seats did you pick? <laughs> I pick seat F nine and F ten. I Natalie, I love your energy so much. And the I'm going to save my tickets. That, I was just like, this is you know what? Yeah, I'm very sad that I'm not going to be able to be there. I with know. You. I know. I am too. I really wish. I really wish we could take one of these Fast and Furious cards and just drive cross country and just slam in the middle of like what Missouri? I don't know what the middle is. Hell, I'll. And- skydive to you i'll get in the car and i'm crazy (laughs) and parachute down in a gt in a mustang gt yeah with a parachute that'd be awesome so we'll be talking about that next week and Mm -hmm. um thanks for having me this has been a freaking blast i can't even i can't even express it i sound i'm such a fangirl for the series yeah i'm such a fan fan guy for like the series it's so it's (laughs) thank you for enjoying the enjoying the ride with me and always yeah and we'll see you we'll see you next week on stone and social bye guys see ya
planes we flew, good things we've been through, that I'll be standing right here talking to you about another path. I know we love to hit the road and laugh, but something told me that it wouldn't last. Had to switch up, look at things different, see the bigger picture. Those were the days, hard work forever pays. Now I see you in a better place. Talk about family when family's all that we got Everything I would do, you were standing there by my side And now you gon' be with me for the last ride It's been a long day Without you, my friend And I'll tell you all about it When I see you again, I see you again. We've come a long way, yeah, a long way. From where we began you know we Oh, I'll tell you all about it Hey, it's Natalie from Stoned and Social, and you just got faded and furious with us. If you want to keep up with us in the fast lane, then make sure to check out my show, Stoned and Social, next week so that you can listen to our commentary on the next movie in the Fast and Furious series. And don't forget, namaste fast and faded.